If I'm being honest, I've been too gone for too long. They trying to figure out just what I be on. Infinity and beyond. I'm trying to put my face in every region. I ain't really got the time for T-Zone. I'm real straightforward. Her body curves. She been the corners like she shot. They say I'm not an ordinary guy. Extraordinary talent hidden in composition. Forgot to mention in that text. I kind of like you, no reply. They say some people only in your life for seasons Well if so, my friend, it's very nice to meet you One more thing, if you gon' be here for a while Hold me down, be my rock Me and you together, we like big and pop You the yin to my yang Perfect balance, we practice in acrobatics Like yoga, Jedi master like Yoda This could be the coldest winner, sister, soldier No controller can control me Paint the perfect picture, make it 4D Acting like we homies, that's okay, I'll act too But I won't be a stranger when they ask me if I know you Let's see, I work a seasonal job I'm seasonally employed, I put limit Pepper season on my chicken when I'm bored Why seven seasons on Hulu and freestyle on beats from YouTube Everybody asking who this new dude If I'm being honest, season's in But this is only the beginning Make a wish, girl, I could be your magic genie Only if we're being honest Only if we're being honest Only if we're being honest I owe it to you, girl, I made a promise And I'm about to do it fast, super sunny If we being honest If we being honest if we being honest, I owe it to you, girl. I made a promise and I'm about to do it fast with the sun. Hello, young world. Welcome to episode 24 of Things to Keep in Mind. I'm your host, A.E. Charles, a.k.a. Zell. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, my boy, Ethic. He's a rapper slash producer slash DJ. He does a whole bunch of other things. He can sing. You know, he plans on being a future lawyer. Um, and yeah, we're basically just going to have him on the uh, the show today to talk about his uh, two projects that he put out this year, Color Outside the Lines and Still Coloring Outside the Lines. And on top of that, you know, he's going to, you know, share his story with us about, you know, why he started doing music and some of the trials and tribulations he kind of faced and how he kind of overcame them. And um, basically, he overcame those by showing improve and that's basically the the main theme of the show today uh the major theme for all of season three is take a leap of faith but through taking the leap of faith you have to constantly show and prove yourself that you're on the right path and that you can constantly get better no matter what and um that's what i feel ethic uh that's the real moral of his story so without further ado here is ethic but before we get into that you know we gotta play some music the song you just heard from him um that we just played at the beginning of the show was if i'm being honest part two and this next song you're about to hear is past the mic so stay tuned sit back and relax you are listening to things to keep in mind We'll be right back. 
to the HIC. What's good? Listen. Any, many, money, more. All these rappers gotta go. Hoodie season, cause I'm cold. Tell my mama I'm about to blow. New kid on the block, no Jenny. Out here trying to make my parents proud like Penny. Trust me, I'm my own hype man off the Henny. Grew up in the South, can't kill me like Kenny. Hit him with that one, two combo when I come through. Where did I be kicking? Have them think I study kung fu. I can touch the rim now, jumping out the gym now. Some around the corner, but they say I gotta chill now. Something like the square root of two, that's irrational. I was thinking practical, maybe take my music international. Hop up on the stage, snatch a Grammy. No wonder why these other artists say they can't stand me. I'm an animated individual, dreaming about a mill or two. Remember scraping pennies for a mill or two. Had to thank my fam in the village that raised me. Had to thank Cole and Lupe, music saved me. Uh, just a young rebel with a cause. Money on my mind and I'm down to risk it out. And it took a minute just to get you on the track. Heard you got some bars, put the city on your back. Listen, man, I've been trying to find my balance. Trying to find a way to make a million off my talents. Making something out of nothing, that's exactly what was handed. They love to call it luck, but this exactly how we planned it. Plug say the pack in transit. A young fly spitter from the six. Look where we landed. Me and Ethic on the same track. Got the game in a panic. Tomorrow never promised. Can't take the day for granted. And I'll be goddamn it. Slowing up ain't in the planet. I'm going off the runs, but my mind sharper than Shannon. Got a body like Drea, but the face is all Janet. She only eat veggies, everything organic. Finna run them bands up like a young Nick Cannon. Huh. I ain't no random, holding the game for ransom. I keep a couple bandits that keep a couple cannons. Been ghosts for a minute. I appreciate the standings, but it's my time, cause that's what the streets demand. I am not the type to beef with Instagram handles. I click, clack, blam them, leave his brain scramble. I just want the bread, nothing else on my sandwich. I just want your head, I ain't trying to meet your family. I just want a meal, I ain't worried about no Grammys. Don't do this for no clout, boy, I do this for my mammy. I stack it for my baby, say she love the way them bands feel. See me making moves, and you dudes is at a standstill, for real. Hey, 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 ET, go ahead, yeah, yeah, play that back one time. I gotta hear that one. Hey, where the, hey, where that lighter go? Hello, young world. Welcome to another episode of Things to Keep in Mind. I'm your host, A.E. Charles, a.k.a. Zell. And today on the podcast, we have my boy, Ethic. Ethic, what's happening? What's going on, Zell? It's your boy, Mike, a.k.a. Ethic. And I'm joining you all here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, Ethic is a rap artist, a.k.a. A, uh, he also sings as well, and he can DJ. And on top of that, he's going to be a future lawyer. And you probably have many other talents that I don't know about because I feel like I'm constantly learning that you do more and more things. Um, you also produce, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, you got so many AKAs, it's like endless. But um, uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself, man. T- 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 tell the people where you're from and uh all that good stuff so i'm born and raised in atlanta over on the west end i know a lot of people from the east side but uh, i grew up on the on the west side of atlanta okay okay i uh i started getting into music around eighth grade okay and i started off doing poetry first and then from there just kind of continued to grow Okay, it's it's funny because I, I I that's when I kind of got active in music as well. Like, um, it all kind of started around eighth grade for me, and it was like a like a poetry 
kind of like project that I had to do for my literature class in eighth grade. So that's that's dope. Um, what was it for poetry that made you say that 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 wanted to like kind of kind of like go into music more? What 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 made you decide to to take that approach to it, opposed to maybe just you know keep and like keep on writing poetry and kind of do it more so I guess the the literature approach. Um, I think I started off doing poetry more because the the acting aspect of it, um, mm, more okay. more so performance. And then I think once I saw people like Ti, Kanye West on stage in front of thousands upon thousands of people, it was one of those things. Like, dang, I I want to do that. Like, you know, um, dang, what's the name of that show? Def Jam Poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the show was cool, but it was just like seeing them take that aspect of being on Def Jam Poetry to on stage. It was just one of those things where I want to make people feel how they make people feel. I want to put a mic out into a crowd and like thousands of people just like sharing my song with the world. Hell yeah, bro. I, I, I feel you on that. So, so would you say that like T.I., and Kanye were two of your your influ- influences, or or did you have like some other influences music music wise? Um, musically, it's crazy. Um, Michael Jackson and mm, of course the goat. Oh shoot, okay. Were were two of my biggest influences, and it's crazy how I started doing the rapping thing because it was easier rather than singing. Oh wow, interesting. So so you started off singing first. No, no, I started out doing poetry and then moved to rapping. Okay. I just now started hitting on singing probably about three, three years ago. Oh, wow. Because, bro, honestly, and and I've told you this before, like, bro, you have a good voice, man. Like, for real. Like, keep on singing, bro. Because it's not too many, it's not too many rappers I can really harmonize with like that. But, like, with you, it's, it's, it's pretty effortless. So you you definitely got you definitely got something there for sure. I appreciate. Um, yeah, no problem, bro. No problem. So uh, speaking about music, Soul Child and Michael Jackson, what um what are two of your favorite songs from uh well one from what's your favorite song from Michael and what's your favorite song from Music Soul Child? Uh, favorite song from Music Soul Child would probably have to be Sunny. Okay. I'm trying to think if I remember Sunny. How you how does that one go? Oh, I never knew that was called Sunny, bro. I thought that was called something totally different. Okay, okay. Yeah, of course I know that one. Okay, yeah, that's a great song. And then from um, Michael Jackson, I can't just pick one. It's it's yeah, too many to choose from. Yeah, it it is it but is pretty hard. I think if I had to choose one, it would be Scream. The one with Screen. Janet. Oh, with Janet. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, do you have? All right, now what? What album do you think is better, Off the Wall or Thriller? Oh, yeah, no, it's hard. <laughs> See, I, I listened to Off the Wall from beginning to end without skipping anything, but I think Thriller, Thriller might be the best album of the. Okay, two. okay. 
Yes, I mean it's it's hard. I mean, it, either way you go, it's it's not a, like a wrong answer. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. Like both both were pretty phenomenal to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know which one I would go with either. I know. I guess it honestly, it probably depends on my mood to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm in like a barbecue mood, then I'm a rock with off the wall. But if I'm more in a like a you know, trying to hear like a lot of different like types of music. I'm gonna go with Thriller. Um, but okay, okay. So, so, so who who would you like? Like, how how did you feel? How did how would you say you describe your sound? And how long did it take you to like find your identity as an artist? From like say like because you you started off you said like in eighth grade. So like around what what grade or like what age would you say you you found like your pocket where you felt confident enough to say like yeah um I, I think I can make a, a living off of this I'm gonna go for it. Uh, I think I identified my sound my sophomore year of college once I came oh, wow. back from my okay. semester off. So I had been doing music for at least four four or five years before I identified like what what it was and it's kind of like a mixture of Childish Gambino meets J. Cole meets mm. Lupe Fiasco damn that's a great way to describe your sound bro and yeah. honestly yeah yeah I, I, I hear all of that in you too I, honestly I also hear a little uh, of course a little outcast in there as well I would I would just sprinkle I would just say that too, um, but uh, but no, nah, that's 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 spot on, bro. Uh, and and what what made you want to, why like why those artists? What made you what made you want to say like I I like these artists so much that I want to incorporate their styles and in, in, into like what I'm doing. Um. Starting off with Childish Gambino, like when I first heard about, you know, camp and royalty and all that, I was like, okay, started digging into it. And then seeing who he was as a person, like personality wise, I kind of embodied some of the characteristics that Childish Gambino had, like not being comfortable in one thing and doing one thing really well. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, he was an actor, singer and a musician all at the same time. It's just like, oh, I can do this too. And then with J. Cole, like his vibe from when he started off in the game is like he started off hot. Like he Mm -hmm. was going to make it regardless. Mm -hmm. And then once he got the Jay-Z co-sign, it was like he never really needed Jay-Z for anything. Nope. He was like one of, he was like probably one of the only artists that Jay-Z ever like gave the cosign that he really didn't use it like that. Yeah. So it was just crazy to me how like especially Friday night lights. Like once that album Hell came, yeah. That's like started, the best mixtape in my personal opinion. Yeah. Like from the come up to the warm up, like Dolly in a Dream and Young Simba, those two songs was really good. I mean those two Hell albums. Yeah. Back to back. So but once Friday Night Light came out, it was like okay. He's yeah, solidified a little bit, and mm-hmm. 
I was like, all right, that's a sound that I can kind of recreate and make it my own. Mm-hmm. And then with Lupe Fiasco, Lupe is just one of those people where you can listen to the song multiple times and you're still going to find something inside the song, inside the lyrics exactly. that you miss the other two mm-hmm. times that you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like so many like hitting meetings within one song. Yeah, and that's how I kind of like started revising my lyrics. Like at, at one point in time, I never revised my lyrics. Whatever I wrote down, that was what I was going to spit. And it wasn't until like I started listening. It's like, okay, I can revise it a little bit more. This can sound better. Or I can rewrite the entire verse. And that's when I started listening to King Los and King mm, Los Freestyle. Another so, talent to him. <laughs> was like, all right, you're like a, a East Coast version of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I said East Coast version of Kendrick Lamar mixed with a little Lupe in there too. So those were like how I kind of infused all three. And then one of the biggest things that I took was like, I could do a lot of my rhymes with minimal to no cussing. So a lot of my music, you'll see that uh, I'll either say a word a different way and you'll still get the same kind of emotional drag behind it. Or like, if I really just need to express myself, you'll hear like one damn. And that's about it. Bro, I respect that so much because that's kind of how I approach my my like my music and my poetry and all that. I try not to cuss myself too. I try to I try but I want to know like what's your reasoning behind that though? Um there was a quote in the movie once that I had watched, and it was just like an animal curses or something like uh it was the autobiography of Malcolm X, that movie. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. And Great movie, by the way. It was a line in the film, and it said, only uh, an ignorant person can't express himself without cussing. Mm. And I That's just, a good point. I ain't yeah. going to lie. Mm. And, like, I never wanted to be considered an ignorant person, or especially growing up, like, being ignorant of not knowing like who you are and mm-hmm. like it's two different types of ignorance but I I never wanted to be the one where it's just like I, I not know and then I don't want to know nah I feel you on that I feel you on that because also um, I feel like I feel like more people like you're able to capture so many more audiences with that approach as well too and I feel like as a as a um, as an artist you're trying to get as much exposure as you can. So it's like if if somebody hears your music and they're like, oh that he don't cuss, that's like more more I feel like more people will want to listen to you even more. Um but at the end of the day, you know, it's all about self expression. So if you feel like you have to, by all means, go ahead and do your thing. But I I, I respect that just because it's different. A lot of people don't have that mentality. Yeah. So so, all right. So you're in your sophomore year of college, right? Kind of, kind of set the scene for me. Um, you went to Valdosta State, right? Yeah, Valdosta State University. Okay. So how how was it? How was it at Valdosta? What was the rap scene down there like? How did that like kind of like um, foster you into like the artist you are today? Uh, 
Well, we'll start off in the freshman year. Freshman year, I okay. did a talent show. And coming in my freshman year, rap wasn't the ideal talent that mm-hmm. that you were to bring to the stage. Um, it was a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of the music or artists that you got down there, they were either singers or, like, they did magic some some off the wall type of time oh, I, I wasn't expecting that one <laughs> yeah but it was a real off the wall type of talent and then my first talent show i i went up there and i had the most awkwardest call and response ever um i don't know if you heard the song one up by childish gambino which uh which project was on? yeah it was off royalty Royalty, I, yeah, I definitely heard it. I don't, I might not necessarily remember it, but I definitely heard it at least once. So, like, the call and response is like, we party to the sun up, you ain't liking what I'm doing. And then I had the crowd say, shut up. And it's awkward because it's like, you don't know if they're doing the call and response or like they looking at you and telling you to shut up. To shut up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that, that was a little awkward. And then, like, I had on this sleeveless type of hoodie. And inside the hoodie, I had a line about the, the newspaper that they had called The Spectator. So I had The Spectator newspaper in my hoodie. And when that line came up, I pulled it out. But I forgot the rest of the lyrics in that, that portion. But then, like, I jumped right back into the hook. So needless to say, uh, I was embarrassed. Mm. And... It wasn't the best outcome. But fast so, forward. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, um, you know, they say when you have those type, like every artist, you know, or like any, every creative in general just goes through those like moments and they could either like break you down or they can build you up. Um, what made you want to like keep on going after that? Like, how were you feeling, like, right after that moment? Did you feel, like, defeated? Did you feel down for a little second? Or it just made you want to work harder and and do better next time? What what was your mentality like after that? I mean, immediately after that, some people had doubted me. It was like, oh, bro, you was the rapper up there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, getting that kind of respect, like, people knew that I rapped was was cool but i immediately mm-hmm. felt like bro i could have did better i'm replaying it in my head like dang why did i do that and then i sat down in my room i was just like okay i can make a better song so this is when i started looking at youtube beats and really trying to develop my own sound rather than mimicking somebody else's mm, so it was a really defining moment for you yeah. So would you say that you're happy that happened then? I mean, in hindsight, yeah. It was one of those those factors that just pushed me to, to become a better better artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward, I ended up like failing my first two semesters. And not like horribly failing, but mm-hmm. enough to be like, I'm on academic probation. I'm not sure if I can come back next semester. Oh, damn. So I actually ended up taking a full semester off in the fall. And that's when I like started really focusing on 
all right, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue to go to school? Am I going to focus on this music? Am I just going to work nine to five jobs for the rest of my life? Like, focus on a high school diploma. And I was just like, sat down. My brother had talked to me. My mom talked to me. My dad talked to me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go back to school. So immediately during that break, I wrote at least three songs every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you was, you was on your Kanye shit. <laughs> yeah. And during that break, that's when I was like, all right, what tools do I need to succeed? So I went and bought a, a microphone, an interface. Like, this is the cheapest setup that you could ever get. But I felt like all I needed was to, to be able to lay down the vocals. Mm-hmm. And I think then there wasn't no real recording thing besides Audacity. Yeah, audacity, <laughs> good old audacity, boy. And like mixcraft, so I was using audacity and mixcraft in order to record all my all my vocals, and using what was then Fruity Loops to to make beats. Okay. Also, you kind of did it all at the same time. Then. Okay. Yeah. So. And and how how was that process for you? Like you know, figure like you know, crafting your. Your, your, what you want to like say, but also making the beats. Did, did it, did it, did it come easy for you, or did it take take some time? Oh, it took time. Like, it took me at least four, six months to to feel comfortable doing it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got back into school that January, that spring semester. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, all right, I feel comfortable enough and competent enough to do this over and over again and even do it for other people. Mm. So that that spring when I came back, I released my first mixtape called I Am Was Written. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. It's a non-stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I released that and I got some pretty good feedback. I think on SoundCloud now it has upwards of like a thousand okay okay yeah a thousand listens or streams that ain't bad at all so and i think that was back in 2017 oh that was oh snap bro that was only a few years ago i was thinking that was like way 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 back okay nah but um and then from there it it kind of got to a point where i got more comfortable performing as well So it all kind of like kind of clicked. Okay. Yeah. So what what was the next show you performed that after that first talent show? Um, the next show that I did was a couple open mics. Okay. Then the biggest show that I did was for some people called Babes. It was basically like be about your business. Okay. Sisters. Okay. So they had a a whole talent show with about a hundred. 100 people there and I performed a song called uh, Rapper Season. Okay. And that, and that was, was off the that was off the mixtape? Yeah, or? it was off the mixtape. Okay. And it was one of the most personal songs to me because it was the like the first beat that I had made while I was off. And it included um a little sound bite of the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, when Daffy and Bugs was going back and forth with each other, it's like, it's rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. And then after that, I let the beat, like, glide in. And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's rabbit season. Murdering every artist for no reason. Verbal cannon name it straight for your noggin. I told you if there ever was a problem, I solved it. Okay, okay. You coming, coming hard, okay. Yeah, like. I, I knew if I came back and I was performing again, I had to come back with a vengeance. Nah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Nah, because you got to show people the growth and, and you, yeah, you got to show them that you ain't here and you ain't here playing around. Yeah. Um. So, so how did that show go compared to the first talent show? Oh, it was lit. Like, without a doubt, like, the performance aspect of it was, like, I had on, like, blazer some uh slacks okay all that like i was dressed to dress to impress and uh the performance asked of it like my stage presence was elevated even more because i knew like it's 100 people in the crowd i have to you know get people involved yeah that that's 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 very important because because at the end of the day like Especially if you're like people don't know you like that, you know you're trying to win over the crowd. So that that crowd interaction is important because that's something that they gonna remember and that's gonna make them want to check out your music after. Mm-hmm. So that that performance was even better, and I think from after that performance, I started doing more open mics to kind of like gauge crowds' reactions to to what was going on. Um, and I actually ended up joining Deep Release Poetry Society, which is an organization on campus. Okay, nice, nice. And they kind of helped me into the person and the artist that I am today. Okay, yeah, I was just about to ask you, like, how how did they help? Like, did they give you, like, like pointers on, like, what they thought you could do better? Or did they kind of do more, like, like writer workshops? Like, what what exactly did they help help you with? Um. Honestly, they gave me the freedom to do whatever I wanted, mm. which I think opened up more doors than than I expected myself. Because, like, being free to write about whatever you want, having the most insane ideas and in them, like, all right, you got this idea, build on it. Like, and it made me into a better world builder. Um, and honestly gave me subjects that people could relate to mm. you know it, it added that which is important factor yeah that which is I, I feel like that's the most important thing like if 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 people can relate to you then you'll you'll pretty much have them for forever you know what i'm saying so like the, the relatability is key you know what i'm saying yeah. very very much key um so 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 fast forward to like after college um how 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 were you able to like continue was it hard to continue doing music like after or did it become easier and and uh uh how how much how much growth did you see in your artistry after you like like left college uh my very last show was one of my biggest ones and then immediately like after that show it was about time for you know graduation and time to leave 
So I think some artists said best, like you continue to, to chase that high that you mm-hmm. got from being on stage. And honestly, that's what I wanted. I wanted to continue to perform, but it was harder and harder to find places to like perform for free. Yeah. So I would save up some money to be able to perform. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you out of school now. You got to find a job in order to fund the dream that mm-hmm. you want to continue to chase. Exactly. And I think from there, it was harder for me to perform, but easier to create music. Mm. Okay. Speak, speak on that a little bit. Uh, I say it was harder to perform, but easier to create music because you you actually have experiences to talk about now. So, like, not being able to do stuff that you used to be able to do. um, Being able to put your dreams into words and continue to, like, build on that. That was the the easier part for me. Um, But I used to perform at the Apache Cafe every now and then. Hey, I did too. I went there a few times. How, how was your experience there? Um, dealing with the people on the open mic list is is kind of stressful because, like, boy, who you telling? I didn't been here for an hour and a half, and now I'm still not getting on stage. And then the host is about to be like one o'clock in the morning, and y'all about to close, and I still haven't got on stage. Yeah, I, I've realized that, like, just going there, I think I went there, like, twice. Like, it really depends on the host, man. Because, like, mm-hmm. I had, like, a really bad... It, well, I, me, personally, I didn't have a bad experience, but I didn't like the way they went about doing this one person that went up there. Um, and it, it kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. Because, like, I was just like, man, like, they were just, like, super rude, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But... Then uh, there was another experience I had there where it was a, a, a nice young lady doing it and, like, the experience was great for everybody. So I just realized that it really depends on whoever is hosting. It really sets the tempo. It really depends on who's really going to, you know, get on or not. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, bro, so so did you end up, like, getting on, like, your first time going or you had to wait to go, like, a, again to be able to get on? My first time going, I did not get on stage at all. Damn. But it was Damn. cool because I, I enjoyed the ambiance of it, like being mm-hmm. around other creatives. Then I think the second and third time that I went, I actually made it on the stage. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to just do poetry or spit the the songs that I wrote as mm-hmm. a poem. Like how great Kanye did with Jesus Walks. Mm-hmm. Just I I took the the song aspect and basically broke it down bar for bar, and that was another thing that I I added it to my writer my writing um experiences is like okay if I'm not able to perform this with the a backing track mm-hmm. does the song still make sense? Yeah, is it still like is are are the words still good basically? Yeah. Okay, and and how did that? How was how was the whole? performing experience at Apache, how was that for you? Uh, it was cool. It gave me, you know, a little bit more confidence as to, like, I could continue to do this. No, nah, yeah. I, 
I agree. It was it was similar for me too because it's like there's one thing. Like I don't know, it's something different about just performing in front of like like Apache because like I've seen them be like super critical towards people. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you go up there and you know like by the end of the night you get like a good reception. You're like, whew, I'm yeah. happy that went well because it could have <laughs> went left. Definitely. Could have got the could have got the gunshots. <laughs> yeah. And I think after that, um the performance aspect, I was like, all right, let's continue to create dope music. So on Instagram, I I used the platform because at first I hated social media. Yeah, I feel you. But social media is such a powerful tool in today's society. It's just like you can't not use it and expect Yeah, you need it. Yeah, you need it, especially if you're trying to build like something for yourself and connect with, you know, fans and like get more exposure. Um, but but what what did you particularly hate about it? Uh, I don't know. Like if I had the, it was like a popularity contest, honestly, for me. Yeah, that's true. It was just like the people who are the most popular are gonna get the followers, and then like if you're not as popular, everything you do is gonna get swept under the rug. No, that's 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 very true. It. It definitely, it kind of works kind of like, you know, most things in life, it seems like when you're in an organization, it's like based off of popularity, based off of like connections and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you use it as a tool f- to your advantage now? Uh, I think I sat down and I put out the idea for Open Mic Mondays. Which is a great idea, by the way. I just want to put that out there. I love that. <laughs> And you be having some fire, fire, fire freestyles on there, boy. You be killing them, joints. I appreciate it for sure. But, yeah, like I sat down and I was like, if I want to continue to make music, I'm going to make it fun. So, like, I would take popular beats, beats that I found on YouTube that I knew I couldn't use on a project. Um and basically just do freestyles from there. And it kind of turned into, okay, music is cool, but what else can you do? So I started posting pictures that I drew and a little poetry here and there. And then I started dabbling around in visual effects and videography. So I started posting stuff like that. So it was Oh, like, so, so it's a little bit of everything you can, yeah. you can post on Open Mic. Okay, I didn't even realize that. That's hard. So it's like really Open Mic Monday because my name mm-hmm. is Mike and it's like, I want y'all to get to know me. And that's how I got the name Open Book Ethic. Like, I want I want to be an open book. Like, I want you to know exactly how I feel about everything without, you know, any censorship. Mm, okay, so is it basically a way for the people to get to know you a little bit more, kind of like bring them into your world, basically? Yeah, and let them know, like, this is my most authentic self. Like, it doesn't get any more authentic than this. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. So um, I want I want to kind of get into a, the project that you dropped earlier this year uh, called Color Outside the Line. Right, that's the that's the name of it, right? Yeah, I dropped COTL Color Outside the Lines earlier this year in January. And 
how how was that like creating that whole EP? And um, was was that was that is that your like first official like project on all streaming platforms? Uh, it was the very first project that I put on all streaming platforms, and the creation process of it was kind of it was a year in the making. Okay. Yeah, and the, it was just those five, even though it was just five songs, it was a year in the making because I was so critical on like, do I really want to put this on the project? Can it rest? Should I drop it as a single? And then I think at one point I was just like, you know what? I'm setting the date. I'm putting it out regardless of how I feel it should be because I'm such a perfectionist and I feel like mm-hmm. the people who are perfectionists is it's best to say, it's best to just set a date and like work continue working towards that goal i totally agree because because if you don't set a date then it'll never come out because you just keep on like picking it apart yeah. you know what i'm saying it'll make you not want to put it out so by setting a date it's kind of like you're holding yourself accountable saying regardless i gotta drop it right then yeah. and there you know what i'm saying so i i totally agree with that um and and i know that you're currently working on part two to color outside the lines um speak speak a little bit about that whole process and uh i've heard a little bit of it and man all i can say is your growth is amazing bro like just just really like witnessing your growth like i really feel like you're like you're really leveling up you're 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 really taking it there you know what i'm saying yeah so to get into CLTL part two, we have to go back to CLTL part one. Okay. And I think sometime last year, I, I was speaking with my girlfriend, and I was like, all right, we need to write down our goals for 2020. Okay, so kind of like a vision board type thing. Yeah, and we need to cement it in stone so that way we know what we're doing. Obviously, this is before we knew COVID was going to come mm-hmm. and like shake up the entire world. But one of the goals that I had was to put out two projects. Oh, so that was a goal from jump. Okay. Yeah, the goal from the beginning was to put out two projects. Um, and initially, I was going to put out a project entitled Soul. But I think that's still a project that I'm going to wait and I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to let you know in the future when it's going to release. Okay, bet, bet, bet. But, like, the goal was to drop and release two projects. And I figured having two five-track EPs was the best way to go about it. Mm, okay. Okay. So are the songs from part two going to be connected to part one, or they're, like, totally different? Honestly, listening to both of them, they're almost black and white day and night to each other. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And that was on purpose or that kind of just came to be through like working on part two? It was on purpose because another goal of mine from 2019 going into 2020 is to collaborate with more people. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you did mention to me that you wanted part two to be more like collaborative, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Friday Night Light. My my uh 2014 Forest Hills Drive was CLTL, 
And then, like, my revenge of the dreamers is COTL part two. Ah, oh, that's a good way of putting it. Okay, okay, okay. I like, I like that. I like that. Okay. So, is every song on part two going to be a collaboration, or is it going to be mostly collaborations with like a few solo songs? I think the only solo song on COTL part two is the intro. Oh, okay. So everything else. Okay. And how many songs do you plan on having on uh, part two? We're looking at a solid six songs. Okay. 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 So can't go wrong with that. I feel like, um, I feel like nowadays, like not saying like the shorter the project, the better, but I like like really concise projects because I feel like the more concise uh, leaves less room for uh, for filler songs. Yeah, and it was also one of those things like I I wanted COTL like the Color Outside the Line series mm-hmm. to really be one of those things where you know you could clean your house, you could wash your car to it, you can you know drive on the way to work and listen to it some quick like. Mm-hmm. none where you know you you feel like you've been listening to it for too long mm, I feel you okay something like real quick straight to the point I feel mm-hmm. you has real high replay value okay I, I, I like that I like that a lot um, and it's funny because you're right like part one is definitely something you know what I'm saying you can listen to in the car something you can clean up to it's, it's good like just like, you know what I'm saying, chill, like cool vibes, you know what I'm saying? Um, what's uh what's your favorite song off of part one? Um who I think my favorite song off the part one would be If I'm Being Honest Part Two. Mm, that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. And I think that's yeah. how I, I opened up the album. And I I feel really attached to that song because I had wrote it back in twenty twenty seventeen. Also, oh, that so was that like the that was like one of the first songs. Then? Yeah, it was it was one of my first songs, and it was actually attached to another song. And the entire track was, if I'm being honest, and it was a four oh, minute song. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So 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 that's why this one is like a little shorter. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Cause I, was, I ain't gonna lie. When I was listening to, it, I was like, "Dang, that was just a little longer." <laughs> but I was like, "I love, I love it though." But I was like, "Dang, he was going in." <laughs> yeah. So it was initially a four-minute song, and it wasn't until like I recorded the video for it where my homie was like, "Yo, this this song right here can stand alone by itself." Mm, okay. Okay. And that's initially when I decided to split up the two songs in 2019. It was just like, all right, well, I'm going to create a part one and a part two. I'm going to put part two on all streaming platforms. And then if you want to go listen to part one, you got to go to SoundCloud. Mm, I like that. I like that. That's some real, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I feel like some real, like, J. Cole, Drake-ish, like, Kendrick thing to do. That's dope. Yeah. Um, uh, I think my favorite one off of there is Feel Me. Uh, yeah. Like, feel, feel, feel Me gives me real nostalgic, like, back in my college dorm room type of vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Feel Me. And uh, 
the what the song before that is it sauce i think it's sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no that song just just makes me want to dance like it's i always like could like imagine like a, a visual for that song yeah sauce is definitely the fan favorite yeah that, that joint is groovy right there so tell us like what what's the sound well i mean from what i've heard from part two so far it's like real, like you coming like straight out the gate. You 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 going for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, to the to all the listeners out there, describe like the sound of uh, part two, and like what what's the approach you're taking versus the approach you took on part one. Um, the difference to me is for part one, I really just wanted to release something for the public, and those were songs that you know, I kind of gathered over the course of two, two to three years. And I think for part two, I was really more focused on the collaborative effort, um, okay. especially on the producing aspect and on vocals as well. It's like, I know too many people that do music and they're, and they're really good at what they do, what they do mm-hmm. for me not to, you know, enlist the help of others. That's real. That's super real. So I think the the creative approach to it was totally like night and day. Mm. And as far as the sound sonically, I I wanted to explore as many sounds as possible. So you're gonna hear some really heavy bars coming in, and then you're gonna get some emotions. You're going to want to party and dance again like Sauce. You know, I feel like you always got to have that one party song in there. Of course, of course. Like, Feel Me was my club banger for the last Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I feel like Party Crashers is my my new club banger. Wait, is that the one that I heard with Cheeky? Yeah. Yeah, that's my joint. That's my joint right there. I can't wait for y'all to hear that. That song's out of here. That's next level right there. Um, uh, what? Uh, are, so, are you gonna be doing some singing on this next one, or you strictly rapping? There will be one song with me singing. Hey, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, just one song, and I'll, I'll do some singing on the hook, but that wasn't my initial. Like, I want to go in on this track and sing. Mm-hmm. But I do have one where I do like go and try to blow like Chris Brown. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see. Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing that one. You recorded that one already, or you still got to do that one? I still got to record it. It was in the writing process, but it's it's actually gonna be laid down within the next couple of weeks. Okay, okay, that's a bit. So, so tell me, have have you? Have you in do do you enjoy like working more so by yourself creating music or do you like like the collaboration uh like aspect more or are they like about even for you? Um I think it's it depends on the mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely enjoy working with people more than being by myself because it Yeah, I feel you on that. It um it pushes you. It pushes mm-hmm. you to be be better. Like yes. you you can't continue to outdo yourself unless you know 
how far you can go. And the only way you're going to know how far you can go is as if somebody is, like, right there next to you. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a competition almost. Because rap is a competitive sport. Like, yeah, you always want to sure. be better than than the person next to you. So I always want to be the best artist in the room. As you should, man. That's, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, nobody's nobody can do what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's better at what you can do than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like, like you said, that it just fosters like so much like creativity and like gets you to think outside the box. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what you know we have going on at Humane Studios. Kind of like speak to what um, how, how you see Humane Studios and like you know what you know how do you feel about late night early mornings? And everything like that. Uh, honestly, they can go ahead and get me to sign the papers right now and just put my name on the cover because Late Night Early Mornings is the brand that I'm going con- going to continue to endorse. Um, it's more of a family than a label. For me. sure. And Humane Studios is a blessing to me. Um, I, I want to thank Vic personally just to continuing to invite me like at first I was one of those people's like eh, I'm not just gonna you know invite myself over to somebody else's space but it was nah, like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I, I still I still hit him up I still just can't pop up like that <laughs> yeah so it was one of those things where he was just like Mike just come and I was just like all right bro I'm gonna just show up and <laughs> And then it was one of those things where it's like I started slowly gravitating. I think I was over there at least four times a week this past two months. Yeah, you and me both. (laughs) Just trying to continue to get work done. And honestly, humane is one of those things where you you never want to feel left out. Like, bro, facts, bro. I ain't going to lie. When I see somebody over there, I'm like, oh, dang, I'm missing out, man. I want to be there. Yeah, and it's just a real creative environment uh, from the green screen room, creating videos, to the backdrops for photography, to the actual studio for creating music, and then being able to set up two or three studios to create music rather than just waiting on one. Exactly. You could get... It's it's, it's really like a one-stop shop. You can get so much done. Yeah. Like all at once, you know what I'm saying? It's it's no other space that I've been to where you can get all that done in just one spot, you know what I'm saying? So, like you said, man, like, salute to Vic, man, salute to all the homies, man. Um, it's, it's, I'm so happy he was able to create that because I remember, like, what it was before Humane, like, when I went to his spot on the west side and, like, you know, and to see where he is, to where everybody is now is a, is a beautiful thing. And it hasn't been quite two years yet and it's grown so much. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a huge blessing. So shout, shout out to late night, early morning, shout out to Humane Studios. Um, before we get out of here, uh, Ethic, um, the whole theme of season three of the podcast is taking a leap of faith. And I would like you, um, if you can, 
to give some motivation or like inspiration, some words of encouragement to all the, you know, creatives out there. Um, you know, there, there, there might be a creative out there right now that, you know, they might've had that moment that you had at that first talent show where it didn't go as planned and they're kind of beating themselves up about it. And they're, and it kind of got them a little discouraged. What's some advice or some words of wisdom you could provide them to kind of lift up their spirits, to tell them to like, to take that leap of faith. Cause that's the whole theme of season three is taking that leap of faith. All right. Um, some words of encouragement that I feel like I offer to the young creatives out there. And I have a, a whole note of like quotes and all that. So I'm going to start reading some of them that I okay. feel like can help. Um, for me, and the name Ethic is Extraordinary Talent Hidden in Composition. So it's one Great word. acronym, by the way. It's amazing. It's like King Remembered in Time. Yeah. <laughs> for for the young creative out there, it's one word separating ex- extraordinary and ordinary. Mm. So what are you going to do to put in that extra that makes you different that's going to separate you from the rest of the pack? And another thing that I would like to say is it's easy to see who's genuinely hungry and want to earn it from people who just feel like it's supposed to fall in their lap. So if you really want it, keep that genuine heart and aspect to you and continue to work for it. Don't expect it to come easy. Don't expect for it to fall in your lap. Like you're going to fail and you have to learn from those failures. And that's the only way I feel like you can get better. You're put on you're put on this earth to fail. But Michael Jordan said it best, you're gonna miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's big facts, bro. That's big facts. I appreciate you sharing that um with, with the with the audience. And uh I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Um you know what I'm saying? Definitely keep on going, keep on uh, you know what I'm saying, putting out that good good content into the into the uh into the universe. And um I just I just wanna say again, bro, like, you know, I got a chance to work with Ethic when I was home. Um and my boy's on a on a real wave right now, man. Like you know what I'm saying, definitely stay tuned to part two of uh Color Outside the Lines coming real soon. And um, definitely stay tuned to some of the collaborations we have coming out very soon. My boy is is in the zone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so get familiar. Um, before we get out of here, uh, Ethic, uh, please share with the people how they can uh, get in contact with you on your social media or, uh, you know, provide them with your, with your email and all that good stuff. Honestly, you can go type in... On Google, everything is open book ethic. It's O P E N B O O K E T H I C. That's on all my handles. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. I'm probably on there. 
All right, that's a bet. Y'all heard the man. Make sure you guys go go check him out. Um, his music's on all streaming platforms. Uh, Ethic, it's been real, bro. I appreciate you. Um, till next time. I'm A.E. Charles. That's Ethic. This has been another episode of Things to Keep in Mind. Peace and love, y'all. Peace. Cheeky Groovy. If you got a dollar to your name, put your hands up high. Ladies, grab a stand up guy. Tonight, we gon' touch the sky. How you hating from the outside? You can't even get in. Told to slide through with all your friends. I'm with me and my mans now. We at the after after party, go to sleep, then we do it again. How you hating from the outside? You can't even get in. Told to slide through with all your friends. I'm with me and my mans now. We at the after after party, go to sleep, then we do it again. It's the first, you better wake up, wake up, get your paper. Ain't got no time to lay up. The South got something to say. No, we bring a different flavor. Yeah, we way too saucy. Haters try to ride my way, but the board overcrowded to get off me. Yo, I been bout action. Dress to impress, I'm a mess, say I'm too old fashioned. For fast and raps, I got a passion. I flash and imagine that. Oh, it's a party indicator, yo, we crashing that. I got a bottle in the crib, yo, we grabbing that. I gotta keep them on their toes, no tic tac when they hit me in the system. Ain't no telling what I fuck up, what I diss them. Biggie say the best, I'm a pimp by blood, not relation. She on cloud nine, off temptation. If you got a dollar to your name, put your hands up high. Ladies, grab a stand up guy. Tonight we gon' touch the sky. How you hating from the outside? You can't even get in. Told to slide through with all your friends. I'm with me and my mans now. We at the after after party, go to sleep, then we do it again. How you hating from the outside? You can't even get in. Told to slide through with all your friends. I'm with me and my mans now. We at the after after party, go to sleep, then we do it again. Young, black, and excellent Never met a man in the meanest of drip I mean, I know we really reckless when it comes to this fashion Dress to kill anything that moves a walk Matter of fact, we all sauced up Elixir in the system, got the team on 10 10 dimes around us and we all know go mode Keep it a hundred, we don't got nothing less to get Yeah, we put our best foot forward Open up the dance floor, I kinda wanna dance with shawty right there And I can tell from the stairs, she wanna take it upstairs I ain't even wanna take it, baby Put your hands up high Ladies grab a stand up guy Tonight we gon' touch the sky If you got a dollar to your name Put your hands up high Ladies grab a stand up guy Tonight we gon' touch the sky Just like that, we're back. I want to thank my boy Ethic for coming on the show today. Really appreciate you, bro, sharing your story and uh, just, you know, teaching us that, you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter what happens, to get back up and keep on going and to keep on showing and proving. And then the words of the great Aaliyah, if at first you don't succeed, get back up again. Always remember that. Um, that that saying and that song has kept me going like for most of my life so that's something I always think about so you know hopefully that that helps you you know as you go forth and be great um make sure you guys go check out ethics music on all streaming platforms um 
And uh, yeah, you know, get at him on social media. Uh, definitely connect with him. Uh, I've left uh, his social media um, uh, link in the uh, episode bio. So definitely make sure you go, uh, you know, link with him, check him out. Um, but yeah, until next time, this has been another episode of Things to Keep in Mind. Peace and love, y'all. Don't give up. Keep on showing and proving. Peace. Are you playing hard to get? Cause I can't tell. I be floating in your water, but I can't sell. Call me cat, never really, baby. Ellen, nothing happened. Facts is, you was only practice, so don't get caught up. Calling my phone like we lost touch. When a whole lot ain't lost much. Used to be a lane, now I'm bossed up, all sauced up, saying, I just wanna pour another round. Do you feel me? Dance all playing, control the control, huh? Kevin gets related, got two more to roll up. All of this discussion, we were sober. I don't need a cosine, tan trigonometry. Doing calculations on your body, the numbers coming up different, so I gotta check my math like a science key. Ain't no point in lying to me, girl, why you trying me? Knew you was eyeing me, that I was a different type of nigga. How you figure what I'm doing for a living, making money? I'ma stack it to the ceiling, stack it higher, now it's coming out the building. I ain't got no time for chilling. I'ma move my rook down the line, this is checkmate. Girl, put that camera down, talking about a sex tape, talking about rounds. We can see who take the best out of eight before we start. I got a couple things to set straight.